welcome to another episode of the Reason to Behold podcast. I am Tolly Talks. And I happen to be Arnold Reasons. <laughs> Thank you guys for joining again today. For real. Um, I believe that Arnold has a, has a thought that we're going to start with. Yes, I was listening to something this week. And Uh-oh. it was something just to do with business, okay. um, entrepreneurship, um, sales and a bunch of things like that. Um, so yeah, as I typically do. And I heard this saying and I thought, you know what, this is going to make a good episode. Okay. The phrase was, everybody wants to be the boss, mm-hmm. but nobody wants to write the check. Hmm. Wow. And it was an American dude as well. So okay, of course. Impersonation of yeah. This his line but it was a really interesting statement he made because i think it speaks to the fact that especially right now everybody's on this whole not everybody but a lot of people a, it's a big wave to just be on this whole i you know i want to be my own boss i want to do mm. my own thing i want to mm. start this thing i want to be the ceo of i want to be the boss of mm. i want to be the next mark zuckerberg i want to mm. be the next what's this guy from amazon jeff oh jeff bezos, jeff bezos. big jeff like the aspiration is there, mm. but in terms of actually being willing to pay what you got to pay mm. and take the risks and write the check. Because I was going to say, what what are the things that you have to pay oh. and what are those checks you have to write? Because to be fair, right now you're on that journey. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. what are the things that you feel like people don't know about going on that journey? Bruv, you don't want this smoke. <laughs> like, Bruv. And that's... <laughs> And, and I think that's not even to put people off because mm. I think every journey is unique. But something that I've definitely experienced, like I've had days, I'll, I'll tell you about one of the days, I turned up to the shop, as I normally would do, mm. crossing the road, getting ready to take my keys out and basically get ready to undo the shutter, to open the roller shutter, basically, that's protecting the shop. I look up as I'm crossing the road, and what do I see? Graffiti all over the shutter. No. That's one time. Another time, I'm sat at home. Business is running as usual. The guy who works for us is in store. Yeah. And he sends a message to say the sign is basically hanging. The flag sign is hanging from the wall. So somehow it's come loose. And it was because that weekend, there was like this really like wild, strong wind that somehow meant that the the sign... Yeah. Not the main sign, but like, you know, the flag sign that hangs out the little yeah, 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 yeah. flag one um, was hanging off. And so, again, it's another cost that has yeah, been incurred. Yeah, yeah. Even just within the last week, I'm leaving the shop as I normally do and recently got a remote control. Um, oh, for, for the, the shutter. Yeah, 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 yeah. So that I just press the button, it opens, press the button and it closes. I don't have to put any key in anymore. So I come out of the shop close the door walking away like a mouse <laughs> <laughs> I press the down button and because I'm so used to it I'm comfortable so I don't even need to look behind yeah. me so I'm crossing the road walking away hearing the shutter in the background no problems having a conversation in fact with um, one of the other business people yeah. who lives near us and stuff and we're just crossing the road having a normal conversation and then after that I get into my car put all my stuff in, sit down, start the car, look up and I look at the shutters and they're not entirely closed. It's like it's wonky. Uh, like no. somehow it got jammed on yeah, one side yeah. and I was like, no, this is crazy. What's going on right now? And so I get out of the car, go back. Long story short, the shutter was tripping out and so I ended up having to pay, I think 150 that time 
to get someone that's to unplanned. basically fix it. Unplanned expense. When I had to do the same, I think I paid two hundred pounds oh or something gosh. like that. Um, when I had to, that, the, this is the point that I'm making is yeah. that there are costs. You know, there are costs. There are days when you literally wake up and there's an expense that you didn't see coming mm. for unforeseen circumstances mm. that needs to be paid. And then even outside of that as well. I think probably one of the, and this is probably one way that feeds into the whole phrase itself. When you want to build something that goes beyond just you and beyond the skill set that you deliver, yeah, and something that is scalable, something that can um, make more out of the hours in a day than exists. Like for example, how many hours do we have in a day? Twenty-four, 24. hours. One person mm. has twenty-four hours. Mm. If you have a team of two people, you've got forty-eight, 48 hours, hours in the same day. Mm. If you have three people and it continues to go mm. on, so on and so forth. And so <clears throat> even with some of the stuff we've been doing recently with the B2B side, we've had to hire somebody who is a full-time salesperson. Mm. And it's not free. Mm. We're taking a risk. Mm. Like on the fact that we're going to have to pay this man at the end of the month mm. and the month to come. Regardless of and if he sold regardless anything of whether not. he sold anything or not, there's mm. a base salary. Yes, there's incentives and commissions and stuff, but excuse me, there's a base salary, mm. and so you have to, as a business person, yes, you've got this idea of how you want to build this amazing thing, mm. but if you want to build something that's going to be bigger than you mm. and that can go further than you and that mm. is scalable, you have to write the check. I feel like, <laughs> to some degree people understand that it's going to involve finance yeah right like it's business it costs yeah. it costs money to make money yeah but no but wait before you go further though yeah does everyone understand that i, I feel like at a basic level right i feel like you do yeah but i don't think everyone does i i, I don't think that they understand the full detail of it yeah, right yeah. but they know that you know i might have to buy stock i might have to do this i might yeah but when you start doing it yeah and yeah. you realize actually i've got to pay to register my company yeah then i need insurance those things i don't think people necessarily know yeah but i think they know there'll be some kind of financial element yeah. to it yeah yeah but what i don't think that people know is some of the other checks yeah. that you have to write yeah and i think that's what is really interesting so like because in the bible it talks about you know counting the cost mm. of what you're going to mm-hmm. do you know about how nobody goes to war unless they count the cost mm. and i think it'd be really interesting to help people understand some of the non-financial some of the non-financial things yeah. so like what are those other costs that some of the the other costs that you have to sacrifice exactly i think one of them is your social life mm. like in a lot of ways because you have to make a decision on how much time you want to devote to socializing, having fun and Mm. doing what you're doing. And it might not be a forever thing, Mm. but similar to, like I remember when I was in my final year of uni, Mm. I literally made a decision that for this year, I'm off the grid. Mm. I told all my friends, Mm. I'm alive, but I'm grinding right now. Mm. And so I would literally switch my phone off for the whole day. Mm. I would wake up in the morning, pack my bag, first thing in the morning whether I've got a lecture or a seminar or not I'd go to the library and make sure that from 9 in the morning 9, 10 in the morning up until like 10, 11 in the night I was always on campus and that happened more days than not at one point I was doing it 7 days a week and then I realised that it wasn't healthy Mm. Um, or 7 days apart from when I would check out to go to church and come back to continue (laughs) (laughs) but then at that point I realised that there was a need for for rest and for balance and stuff 
and so yeah for the best part of that year six days a week that's what i was doing i'd switch my phone off and the only time my phone would go on is when i got home in the night maybe 10 11 in the night mm. switch it on for like an hour respond to any messages that have come make any very brief phone calls that i need to make then switch it off and repeat mm. and for that whole year like i'd made a decision that this isn't going to be the rest of my life but it's i know that if i give this mm. if i give myself mm. fully like to these hours into this program into this system into sacrificing all these other things mm. for this period for this short period in time mm. i only have to do this thing once mm. because after i've done it once it's done it's, done. it's, it's written done. my degree is my degree it's, it's over it's in like it's done and, and I, go yeah it's no go on no no it's fine go on. i was gonna say i think that that element of sacrificing short term for the long term yeah is really important because i think even sometimes like i love sleep yeah yeah and recently i've been getting sometimes i'm just up till like two three in the morning trying yeah. to work something yeah. through yeah to sacrifice that yeah. sleep yeah but then once it's done it's, it's done. done it's done you know because there was some stuff that i've been trying to do over a, a couple of weeks and i just been procrastinating procrastinating yeah. and i said do you know what yeah i am not sleeping yeah yeah until this thing is done 100 percent. and it was the best thing yeah because there's also something about when you achieve something yeah right that boosts you on for the next thing it does you know it really does when you've done something that you really don't want to do yeah or you know that it's hard for you to do mm -hmm. and you crack it mm. there's something about that that takes you to that next level of yeah. what you need to do 100 percent. and i think that's why having like relationships that are built on an understanding of where you're at and the season you're in yeah. is so crucial because like even when i talk about bringing it back to the business now especially throughout the whole of the lockdown yeah bro like i was carrying everything alone in mm. a lot of ways mm. for the business because the guy who normally works for us was obviously furloughed mm. the shop was physically closed so it didn't make financial sense for us to get him to work from home because the job that he does mm. it just didn't make financial sense mm. and so in a lot of ways i think i started to do three four five jobs well, <laughs> as one person yeah, during that set during period season, yeah and what that meant in reality was that you know <laughs> in terms of podcasts yeah. it meant that we were grateful that we had the right strategy in place to compensate for do you know what that. yeah and no because actually that's really important to talk about because yeah. people might not know so yeah. you might as well let the people no, know we can tell them so like we often will bulk record yeah and then release them over time yeah right because at the beginning of this, what we said is that we want to do this for a long time, not just yeah. like a short burst. Yeah. And actually doing the bulk recordings yeah. enables us to do that because it gives us breathing room. Absolutely. Because this was when you guys were just starting to talk about having a baby, yeah. all this stuff. Yeah, yeah. And we knew that it was going to be a busy season. Yeah. So I think part of actually some of the checks you've got to write yeah. are there are some things I need to do now uh, to prepare. Yeah, yeah. Right for what is coming down the road that's real because we had like a bank of i don't even know how many that we just meant that <laughs> when we couldn't record every other week or whatever it is there was always something there available. was something available yeah. yeah so sometimes you've got to look forward and see what might be coming yeah for and real. write those checks even ahead of time like yeah. saying okay that's real i'm gonna put the money in the bank now so yeah. that when that time comes yeah I'm in a better place. Yeah. Because, bro, we would have struggled. Absolutely. Like, doubt. This would have been the most inconsistent podcast. And that's the one, <laughs> that's the one thing we didn't want, right? Yeah. So, like, I looked and the other day, I saw we had, like, 20 podcasts. I'm like, 20? Yeah. Like, 
I've, I don't know what I've been so consistent at other than basketball yeah. in my entire life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah you know, yeah. because that's but that's bec- partly because of the strategy that we yeah. had at the beginning of okay, actually, when we do have time, yeah. let's make the most of the time Absolutely. and record a few in advance. Mm-hmm. And so it's kind of like thinking, okay, in whatever you guys are doing, what mm. can you do? to prepare yourself for that future mm. you know how can you make your life a little bit easier in the future because you've got the time to do it now mm. Mm. you know so i think that's really key for real and like even on the whole relationships thing as well mm. and understanding relationships even at home like with with my wife mm. i think i'm i'm so grateful that i guess i'm married to someone who knows me in context mm. and understands the fact that there are certain times when arnold does go into like a okay i'm in a focused mode right now Mm. things can be very intense with his how far he stretches himself Mm. but it's not a forever thing Mm. because even during some of the most recent months Mm. like there were some late nights Mm. where i'm leaving first thing in the morning and coming back late in the night Mm. like literally leaving as my daughter's woken up Mm. coming back when she's asleep Mm. and not being there throughout the whole day for a few days at a time so that's another check though that's yeah that's and another this, check and this you is what right. i'm saying it's, it's a big check mm. and and i think there's balance with that as well because, because i think i think that's what's really key yeah right because there are some things that you can't sacrifice for an extended period absolutely. of time yeah absolutely you know like a, a few days here and there maybe even a week or two yeah but that shouldn't be your rhythm yes, yeah, and standard of, sacrifice yeah, absolutely not no it's got to that that that, that will cost too much too, in the long run. thank you that's that's like a very high interest loan <laughs> yeah from like a terrible. payday company that's a wonga loan that's what that is that's a wonga loan like because and sorry, there was something that you said earlier yeah. about your social life. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. And I feel like it also links into your family life, right? Yeah. Because I feel like, and I'm going to expose you guys just a little bit here, just to warn you. Like, what? yeah, yeah, it's, it's fine. <laughs> One of the things that I really admire about your relationship yeah. is how you both work together, mm. right? So you both have your kind of, the stuff that you work on on the side, your side hustles. Mm. But I love how you both work on those things together mm. and they're intertwined. Mm. And that's where I think that your relationships are really important. Yeah, so real. like, that's where like, you know, finding stuff that actually you can work at together. Yeah actually because it's not easy to work on these things but if you know that you have somebody that you can work with yeah that's great and that's why it's similar with your friendships yeah right it's having people who are like-minded yeah because for me like you you disappear for a while right but like i'm not angry about it because i kind of understand what you're doing yeah and all i'm i would message you and be like just checking your life yeah yeah yeah, do you know what i'm saying because i understand (laughs) that the grind is hard and it's tough yeah you know and that's where if you have friends who are like-minded yeah right who because if you're somebody who's trying to really grind but your friends want to party they're going to be sad that you can't party with them and that's Mm. not actually unreasonable Mm -hmm. because you're their friend yeah yeah, they want you around yeah do you see what i mean yeah so you either need to have friends that are going to understand the stage that you're at yeah. or also going to be in a similar stage, yeah. you know, because it's not to say that those party friends will never understand. No, <laughs> yeah. no, no. But what I liked about what we said about uni is you told your friends, yeah. this is what's going on. Yeah. This is where I'm at. Yeah. Right. So they know what to expect. You set the expectation. Yeah, it's real. It's very real. And I think I'm even just thinking about how, like, I'm really grateful because I know that I have got relationships like mm. you and even my wife who will constantly check in and a couple other people as well who will check in Mm. from time to time even when I am in one of those 
periods where it's like, okay, he's ghost right now, mm. but is he okay? Is he okay? People that are actually yeah, checking yeah. for your sanity and exactly. making sure that you are still um, in a good place overall, yeah. despite the grind. And I think these, like even with the checks that you write, other people also write checks mm. for the same like thing that you're building wow. towards. Because That's it's big. not just your investment that goes into it. It's the investment of the people that you're connected to. People mm. like you, people like other brothers, sisters, my wife, stuff like that, who take the time to pay forward in their own in way. In their own way. To make sure that you are okay and to make sure that things are going in a good direction towards whatever you're building towards. And this is the thing is that no one actually really, really, really builds something by themselves. No, not at all, man. No one really does because no even if it's actually your wife, even if she can't necessarily do the thing that you're doing, yeah. she's still making sure that your family stays Absolute. intact. Oh my goodness. Do you see what I mean? And that's yeah, yeah, so yeah. huge. You know, that's so huge. And even like the podcast that we did about the Insta wives and stuff, yeah, right? Yeah. Is that like in those times when she needs to do that, Absolutely, yeah. you're doing your part to Absolutely. make sure that the family stays together and it's yeah. like give and take. And it's so important. It makes such a difference because even now when I think about <laughs> how my life was when I was in that uni year, when I was a single <laughs> man, oh my gosh. You can see where, every, where things are falling apart in other yeah. places. But again, like you said, having the right setup in place where like through the relationships you have husband mm. wife um friends brothers sisters things are almost compensated someone's looking after whilst you're focusing on doing this thing mm. this is being looked after mm. like i cannot even begin to thank god enough for how much even in my serious like grinding periods mm. how much effort my wife takes to yeah. looking after the home yeah. making sure that things are in place bro making sure that i'm actually eating bro like and it sounds so basic well. <laughs> but it's so important right <laughs> you know because, what i mean because when you're in grind mode all you're like is do i even need food like yeah. i just need to get it done this and is someone it. has to pop up and be like hey yeah buddy, you yeah need food yeah here's some vegetables honestly like that mcdonald's <laughs> that's across the road from your shop it's you can't best. be frequent in it honestly like honestly but but yeah man there's so many checks and i think even even just being committed to continue pressing forward when things don't go the way you expect. So is that almost like a, a mental check? Yeah, that you have to yeah, write? yeah. Okay. It's the mental fortitude, like having the mental, being able to make a decision that when the outcome I'm expecting doesn't happen, or if the outcome I'm expecting doesn't happen, I'm willing to continue pressing forward and sacrificing and investing, even though the expected end didn't happen straight away. So practically speaking, mm. um, we the first person we hired for the shop, mm. full-time guy, um, we when we hired him, we didn't know how long he was going to be with us. Mm. But nonetheless, we took a chance on him um, and paid him, obviously, his dues for, for the time that he was working with us. Now, I think after he'd been with us for like two months, all of a sudden he left decided he didn't just stop showing up basically right. i think there was one day where he sent a message basically calling in sick which just so happened to be on payday as well by the way <laughs> um, he messaged calling in sick um literally when his shift was supposed to start um, which was a huge inconvenience because because of how late he notified us we yeah. weren't able to put things in place to compensate to replace for it. It, yeah and so it meant that the shop was closed for that day um and I think it happened like maybe two days in a row then all of a sudden he just became unresponsive left, like never heard from him again and in a situation like that it's easy to think 
oh man we hired someone mm. and you know it didn't work out oh man we're never going to hire anybody again we're just going to keep this a family business where mm. we just basically do it because no one's ever going to be invested in the vision as much as we are quote, mm. that's one of the things you can um one of the outcomes that can happen but despite the outcome not going how we expected at the time where we would have expected that if you were going to leave according to the contract you yeah. agreed to give us notice so that we can obviously make the changes relevant um, mm. to to continue the business we didn't make a business uh, we didn't make a decision at that stage to give up on employing other people mm. it didn't work out with that guy cool we took a risk on the next person mm. and the next person's been with us for a while mm. um, ever since then and so I think it's a it's a cost so that's almost like the cost of disappointment yeah yeah okay and being able to push through it yeah 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 because yeah man so like what's the like the mental pressure side of things like because now you're hiring people so you're almost like responsible for people's livelihood like that's yeah like there are mental pressures absolutely that come with that yeah I think one of the biggest ones is wanting to be able to keep food on those people's tables. Yeah. Um, like, we're at the stage now where we've got two staff, mm. uh, one full-time, one part-time. And I think it's it's one of those ones where you know for yourself that, like, outside of the fact that you want this business to work mm. and to grow and all of that kind of stuff, these are real people. Yeah real people with real families Mm. and real children (laughs) and all of that kind of stuff Mm. who need to basically put food on the table need to be able to pay their bills and it's I think it's dealing with the fact that you know that the decisions you make for this business no longer just affect you and your family Mm. but they affect all of these people and their families and so I think there's the extra pressure where it's like you feel like you feel the need to no longer just do this thing for the sake of your own benefit but to do it for the sake of everyone's benefit Mm. because if this thing don't work out you know what I mean yeah (laughs) and I guess the other thing right is that this is the shop is your like side hustle yeah right yeah so like if the shop doesn't work out you still work on this no still work like it's not it's not the end it's not the end end of the world exactly exactly but for them this isn't the side this is their career this is their thing thing. and that is that's a different type of pressure yeah but it's a good pressure as well to have finding depends on how you navigate that bro for real no for real (laughs) because the truth is you don't know how many checks you're going to be able to write for these people for sure do you know what i mean yeah um but you know like i think for me because the stakes are higher it almost caused me to to, to think and strategize better. and perform yeah, that much yeah, better yeah yeah, yeah because yeah, i'm agreed. thinking that because you know you know when it's like if you're it's it's almost like the accountability thing with gym and stuff like yeah that. like if it's just you oh it doesn't matter if i mess up you just turn up yeah. as and when you want yeah like there's there's no sense of it doesn't make it, it doesn't affect doesn't anybody affect apart anybody. from you yeah but when it becomes something that is a part of it it's like a, it's doing an, an individual sport versus doing a, a team, team sport. sport oh bro preach it like if i'm playing one on one basketball if i miss that shot if i miss a shot it's on me do you know what i mean bro. i take the l i go home it's just me but when you're playing a team sport now bruv team morale like beyond team <laughs> morale team performance team reputation everything like, bro it changes how you play because there are some times yeah where i've been in a team situation where i've taken a bad shot 
right? Yeah. I know it's a stupid shot. Yeah. You know, you start feeling yourself, you take a bad shot yeah. and you can see how that shot impacted the yeah. person who was open yeah. and I yeah, didn't yeah, pass yeah, them the yeah, ball. Yeah, 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 you yeah. know, it totally changes everything. It really changes everything. Yeah. And then I think there's also just, I think, I don't know how to describe this check, but the, the reality of you being stretched and caused to grow as an individual. Oh, growing pains, bro. Yeah. Like you're, it's for me, that's the check of comfort. Yeah. yeah, yeah because yeah. sometimes that's like real. you're just that's comfortable, right. right? Yeah. But what I find is, is that doing business or, you know, becoming the boss, mm. like, because not everybody wants to start a business, mm. right? But even if we think about in our careers, yeah, being yeah. the boss, oh my goodness. right? It is very uncomfortable. Yeah. It's very uncomfortable. Yeah. Because it, you get put in situations that, so the way I see it is that you get paid more money for the higher level problem Absolutely. you solve. Yeah. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The bigger problems to solve yeah. will stretch you like you've <laughs> never been stretched before. Yeah. Like Michael Jordan, he was saying in that last dance thing, he said, yeah. I don't really get paid to play basketball. I get paid to deal with all the other stuff, you yeah, know, like yeah, yeah, constantly yeah, yeah, being yeah, hounded yeah. by the media. You know, yeah. you don't have a pride, like all those things. Yeah, that's real. So you're going to be pulled out of your comfort zone. Yeah. And that's a check that you have to be willing to write because yeah, nothing great comes in within your comfort zone. Mm. You know, like you can have good stuff mm. and nice stuff within mm. your comfort zone, but truly like great things mm that comes with being uncomfortable yeah. because when you think even just physically you don't mm. get a great physique mm. by being comfortable mm. lifting weights is not comfortable and if it's comfortable you're not growing yeah absolutely. you're not getting Come bigger on. nothing is happening yeah so nothing great comes from within your comfort zone you have to stretch past that yeah, yeah. to really build something great for real that's real tall man oh my days the cost of comfort, the check of comfort. Bro, that's it's a big one. It's a big one because like even <clears throat> excuse me, when even when you think about the fact that like when when you compare being somebody who's able to it's five five thirty, okay, I clock off. Mm. I can book holiday for two weeks. Chill. Like chill, whatever it is, mm. that's that's one way of doing life. Mm. But then there's also the way of doing life, like what we're speaking about with mm. in, in business and stuff like that, where if you if you take a week off, if you take two weeks off, mm. it typically costs the business yeah. in one way, shape, form, or yeah. whatever. Like even as you grow mm. and your business grows, because of what you know and because of the input exactly. that you have to the business, exactly. there's a cost that it has on the business exactly. that it's not necessarily able to recuperate in that time. And so... And I think that for me depends on the stage. Yeah. But for me, that's also something that I'm trying to build towards to not happening. Yeah, to exactly. Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah. Like I see, like 50 said, yeah. I have a very like up and down relationship because like <laughs> I used to love 50 Cent his music. He yeah. started doing like reckless things, but he said something. He said something like, you're not really getting money until you're getting paid when you're not working. Mm. So he was saying about, he has his TV show Power. I think mm. it's called Power. Mm. I've never watched it, but mm. he has a show. He killed off his character. Really? Yes. He killed off his own character. Yeah. And everyone was like, why would you kill off your character? And he said, he's ready to get paid. <laughs> Because he said, right, while my character is in the show, I have to be acting in the show. Yeah. All that time I'm spending in the show. Yeah. His character's not in the show. Absolutely. And he's getting paid. 
Yeah. Because the yeah. show goes on without his character. Yeah. And he still gets paid. For and real. so I feel like at the beginning, right? Yes. You have to be there yeah. for your business. You have to sow the seed. You have, you to, have to put the time. You have to do it. But what I want to get to is the place where my You've business, yeah, I've trained people to do the things that I would be doing yep. better than I do it. Yeah. So if I'm not there over time, and this is the thing, is knowing the time and the season. Yeah. Because right now is not that time. No, for real. If I don't do anything on my business for two weeks, Bruv, nothing is going to happen. It's dead. This is it. Nothing's going to happen. But a few years from now, and you're starting to see it with the shop, yeah. right? Where you've got the guy who can run it on the days that you're not there. Absolutely. He can do the day-to-day -day stuff so yeah. you can actually pull back. Yeah, yeah. But at the beginning, if that happened, that's yeah. a problem. No, for real. So it's also thinking, okay, this comes back to the kind of like the bulk stuff. Like, mm. okay, how do I build this? So that over way, yeah. exactly, so there doesn't have to be me and my family that run it. Yeah, and and you know what, this even comes back to the whole. Was this what we spoke about in the last episode about creating somebody in your own image? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it yeah. comes back to that as well because there is a place where you actually have to let go. Because even with the guy um, who's been working for us yeah. for I think the best part of this year, yeah, like I at some point had to make a decision to say he's not me and I'm not him. Yeah. He's never going to be me. No. And so he's never going to have interactions with customers the way that I do. No. He's never going to deal with things the way that I do. No. And I have to actually come I to a place be okay where I'm with okay with that. I have to be okay with that. Um, I do my job to obviously make him as competent at his job yeah. as he possibly can be yeah. based on the skills that he's coming from. Yeah. But he does not have to be me. And he so doesn't. I'm now at a place where comfortably I know the days that he's working, I'll close my eyes. Like, but, but I don't need to be there. Don't, I don't need to micromanage it. I just exactly. know that things are going on. And as long as he's doing what he needs to do, as long as he's performing. Yeah. Happy days. I don't need to get caught up in the minutia. No. Nah. Nah. Like part of it is building structures and systems yeah. around people yeah. that still get to the outcome that you want, yeah. even if they're not you. No, yeah, right? yeah, 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 yeah. Then another part of it is like, I can be a bit of a perfectionist. Yeah, come on. And like, so <laughs> I started off in analytics like a purist. Yeah. Like it has to be 99% statistically significant, yeah. blah, which means if you do it 99, if you do it 100 times, 99 times it will be correct, <laughs> right? That's how like anal about stuff I was. Yeah. And then over time you start to realize that, look, most people don't even care. Yeah. If it's 75 times out of 100, yeah. they will take that. Yeah. Right? So firstly, some of it is saying, actually, how good is it? When is good good mm. enough? Mm. Because I always wanted to get to like 99, 100. Mm. But to get from 50 to 75 is quite easy. Mm. 75 to 80 is hard. Mm. 80 to 82 is harder. The further towards perfection you get, the yeah. more effort you have to put in. Yeah. And part of it is understanding that actually, I don't need to put all of it to a hundred mm. actually 85 percent or 70 or whatever it is is actually good enough so mm. just like he's not going to be a hundred percent you he's not but if he can be 80 percent you yeah. our customer is still going to have the right experience yeah yeah you yeah. know is he still going to flourish and grow? yeah are you still going to be free yeah yeah so 80 percent is cool for i'm real. not going to sweat the 20 percent no, like real. i can't for real so i had a thought go on right and this is where I told you earlier, like, I think I have a little switch up for this because I feel like in church, right? Oof. Yeah, oh, we're going there. Mm. In church, so many people want to be pastors and they want mm. to be leaders and mm. all this kind of stuff, but they don't really understand the cost, yeah. the checks that you have to write yeah, yeah. to do that. Yeah. And I really wanted to talk about that because yeah. I think even if we talk about some of the stuff that we've just gone through in terms yeah. of the checks you have to write, yeah. 
you have to write a lot of checks no, to real. be in that leadership position. Yeah. And I've been very blessed and fortunate to have seen up close yeah. some of the checks that people have to write. Yeah. And it's not for the faint of heart. So like mm-hmm. people are like, Pastor Tolo, I'm like, you need to take that out of your mouth. <laughs> like, and it's not be- like, cause I, I have utmost respect for pastors and leaders and people yeah. who are in those positions yeah. because I've seen what they do yeah and i know that you can't even call me that lightly yeah because bro i don't write those checks yeah yeah, yeah, like i really don't yeah you know so i just want to talk a bit about what what are those checks but in a ministry sense that's a really good question it's a really good topic as well man (laughs) because even like some of the stuff when you were saying it as you said it i was like that's lit like disappointment yeah disappointment is a big check in ministry yeah like when you're because what people sometimes don't understand is that a pastor isn't just about you know building a church and that kind of stuff it's mm. shepherding people mm. and when you shepherd people like you can see even when people shepherd sheep mm. they get attached to the sheep mm, mm, you know you get mm. attached to people but people are going to leave oh my goodness people are going to die Listen. people are going to run away <laughs> like it's going to happen and disappointment in church especially for leaders and stuff like that mm. is very very real yeah, that's real man that is real it's like it's literally laying down your life for the flock for the flock mm. because like when you think of the shepherd the shepherd don't sheep sleep like the sheep do no like literally in a shepherd and sheep setting mm. shepherds don't sleep the way that sheep do no because sheep, sheep are also built to sleep outside yeah shepherds aren't and this is it and and the shepherd in a lot of ways has to adapt to to what's going on to the environment and also be watchful mm. to to protect the sheep in a lot of ways. And I think that's where, for example, the pressure comes. Yeah. Right? That's a pressure check because yeah. pastors have a lot of pressure that yeah. people don't really realise. Yeah, yeah. You know, like it's a lot because for me, like the pastor is the person that you have been entrusted to. Mm. So God is holding that person accountable for you. Mm. right just like with parents the parents are accountable for the kids Mm. the pastor or the leader is accountable for the people that have been placed underneath them Mm. and that's in church out of church whatever it is Mm. but in church is even more so because you're accountable to god god is going to hold you to account for how your sheep do yeah for real you know that's real talk man and do you know what even as we're speaking i'm actually thinking about like i'm running through some of the first-hand experiences that i've seen as well Mm. and like your like i think when whenever you step up in a position of christian leadership period you i tend to find open yourself up to being prone to attack in a lot of ways agreed um and that's because we don't wrestle against flesh and blood this is a spiritual thing this is the kingdom of light versus the kingdom of darkness Mm. and when somebody steps up to say that I'm no longer just going to focus on myself and myself my and my walk yeah. but I'm going to play a position that is going to have an influence over the the walk the journey and the experiences that other people have mm. that will hopefully usher them closer to God and further away from the kingdom of darkness you're essentially declaring war on mm. the enemy's camp mm. And it's not for us to be scared by that, but it's but a, it's a real it's a real thing yeah. that we need to know about because, like, bro, that it's I've I remember having conversations where um, there's a couple that we know who pastor um, a fellowship at the moment, and they 
they have spoken about how in their experience they found that whenever they find themselves almost supporting and helping people be delivered from one thing mm. they find almost another attack on their personal lives in one way shape form or another in that same area in that same area which wow. reminds me of the scripture that says um uh, the, it speaks about when you're when you're careful when you're, when you're helping your brother yeah, yeah, your that brother you don't fall them, into that, that same you don't fall sin. into the same thing yeah and and that's a real check that you expose yourself to in, in in all forms of Christian leadership because when you make a decision to like let's paint the picture visualize it visualize somebody that you know almost walking blindly towards the edge of a volcano mm. that is erupting mm. and you can see them going towards that cliff whether it's a cliff yeah you see them going towards that danger not knowing in whatever way shape form they're walking they're going towards the danger they're about to go off the edge in order for you to make a decision to say well i'm not just going to be concerned about my life but i'm actually going to take the risk to put my hand out to try and grab this person yeah. and pull them back from danger there's the shift of weight Mm. that has to take place, to take place yeah. which if it goes wrong could mean that you actually fling them back mm. but and find you yourself taking up. steps forward exactly. over the edge and so so yeah so Christian leadership I think in a lot of forms that's one of the big checks that I think oftentimes is written mm. because it's almost like you have to take extra precautions to know that I'm potentially going to be exposing myself to a lot more danger than I may have otherwise been exposed to if I just walked this journey thinking about myself alone. It's so true because even in the Bible it talks about um, when the shepherd is struck, mm. about how the sheep will scatter. Yeah, yeah. And it's like that's what the enemy is trying to do. Yeah. They strike the leader because yeah. you see it so many times when yeah. a prominent leader falls. Yeah. Everybody who's been following him is like shook. They're yeah, like, yeah. wait, he was the person who I'm looking up to. Yeah. You know, he's the person that's my example. And if he can fall, mm. then what am I even doing trying? Mm -hmm. You know, it really affects people. Mm. And it's understanding that, look, if you are in that position, the devil's going to be coming for you. Mm. You know, and, and here's the thing. Like I said, it's not about being scared because mm. actually God causes us to overcome. Absolutely. Right. He gives us the strategy. He gives us the authority, the power yeah. that we need to win. Yeah. Yeah. But it, it does come down to that counting of the cost. Yeah. And being able to prepare beforehand. Yeah. Because if you're trying to prepare in the moment, it's already kind of too late. Yeah, for real. You know, you have to be prepared beforehand. Mm. You know, like if I'm trying to do 100,000 push-ups just mm. before a fight, like it's too late. Mm, mm. You know, that should have been happening all the time before. Mm -hmm. You know, so it's that foresight and understanding of, okay, what are the costs that I actually would have to pay for that leadership position? Yeah. And being willing to do it. Yeah. You know, because often you find like a lot of the people who are in those positions aren't the people that really want it. Yeah, yeah, you know? yeah. Because I think if you really truly understand what it's going to be, yeah, you don't want it. Yeah. Nah, you don't <laughs> want it. <laughs> it's true, man. And I think even like one of the other things I'm reminded of, which is another check, is the fact that if if you don't have those right relationships that you need to have mm. you may not experience people checking for you Ooh. and so okay. so so the point that because like when as like really and truly who goes up to your boss and says oh yeah how was your day nobody let's have a mid-year review for you yeah let's have an end of month review let's have a one-to-one -one. 
those conversations yeah. typically don't, don't happen, happen. Um, yeah. the more senior up you go so wherever it's the so top true. end is quote unquote it's so true. the higher up you go those things happen less, less and, and less, less. Yeah. and so if you don't have those relationships because we're human beings at the end no matter how senior your position is whether it's corporately or in Christian leadership whatever way it plays mm. we're human beings and it's so true as human beings we need other people and and I feel like sometimes within the church yeah it can be very lonely being in leadership yeah yeah right because I've never been a high level leader in a church yeah but I've been close to people who yeah, are yeah right but even that position of being close to people who are yeah means that you can't talk about things yeah that so like you might be in a situation where someone is saying something and yeah. you know it's not true. Yeah. Right? But you can't say anything mm. because you, you're in confidence. You know, you're that's part of the weight of being close to that person. Mm. You know, you might not be able to say anything. So imagine if you're actually the leader. Yeah. Who do you talk to yeah. when stuff is going? Because you can't talk to your congregation, <laughs> right? You can't. Mm. And you can't really sometimes even talk to like your leadership team. Mm. You know, and that's why I think it's so important that pastors have other pastor friends because pastors also need pastors they need mentors they yeah need, absolutely you know absolutely especially because the the pastoral role is given to the body for the benefit of the saints yeah and the pastor is a saint exactly and so exactly just as well as the they rest need of a the pastor fivefold, they need they need a to pastor. benefit from the fivefold as a whole as well and, and i really feel like because you see it sometimes um with like the suicide rate of mm. pastors and stuff like that and people are always so surprised mm. but like people i think part of the reason that they're surprised is because they don't really know what the pastor does yeah you know they yeah. don't know the pressures yeah. that a pastor has yeah because you go no when you finish first I, I was i was just gonna say like in a lot of ways it's like being a boss without all the kind of the security of being a boss yeah do you know what i mean yeah because what's interesting is that the church is often an, an organization full of volunteers mm. it's not like at work where your boss is like i'm paying you to do a job mm-hmm. like in church people are like well i'm volunteering my time yeah you know they get a little <laughs> attitude about it like i'm volunteering my time and you're asking me to do this yeah so you're like a boss who's trying to do things without some of the power mm. you know and that brings a lot of pressure and people's lives are in the balance and and this is the thing it's like and then you add the the dynamic that can sometimes be taken on as a weight of yeah. the fact that we're dealing with something that has to do Eternal. with eternity like it's work bro bro it's and, serious work and i think even the like even being able to in a form of christian leadership make a decision to not take on mm. that burden mm. or the burden of feeling like the eternal destination of all of these people solely in your rests solely in your hands it's such a tough balance it's a tough balance and it's, I think it's a big one that is almost like a recurring yeah. wrestle yeah yeah, because you have to take it very seriously absolutely right you can't just be someone who doesn't count the cost yeah yeah but then you have to let it not crush you yeah right because it like it talks about you know come and learn of me from meek and lowly of heart yeah and you know my yoke is easy yeah but my burden is light yes right so it's not saying that you're not going to have a yoke mm. and you're not going to have a burden mm. there is stuff to be carried mm. but it should be easy and it should be light Mm. and for me that's such a like what's it like an oxymoron mm. like <laughs> like wait you want me to 
be in charge of these people. Yeah. Right. But then also remember that their whole eternal destiny doesn't rest on me. Yeah. Right. How? Yeah. Yeah. yeah like yeah. what? And then there's actually thinking about Christian leadership in non-traditional Christian leadership roles. Mm, okay. So even in your business, in our businesses, in our workplaces, yeah. those, even though we don't always see them that way, that's what it is. Those are Christian leadership position, Christian leadership positions as well. Yeah. Why? Because whilst we probably will interact with a whole lot more people who aren't necessarily from our way of thinking or people who pledge allegiance to Jesus the fact is we are ambassadors of the kingdom of God in whatever so position true. we're in so true and so we have a responsibility to represent the kingdom of God in whatever we do true and so even in the workplace even in the businesses that we run like in our friendships in our relationships in our gyms <laughs> like yep. in, in all these Everywhere. different things we actually have a duty to represent God right wow. and I think that is probably a check that we sometimes don't think about so true it's so true because I feel like we're always like what we're meant to do as Christians is lead people to God yeah absolutely right? and you're leading yeah right yeah it's in the word yeah like you're meant to be that thing that shows God to people and yes. guides them and directs them to him yeah so that's a massive cost mm -hmm. right because you can't just behave the way that everybody behaves mm. you know because let's think about this like we're children of the king mm. right we in our own selves we are kings mm. and there is a way for kings to behave mm. and for kings not to behave mm. you know like in proverbs i think where it's talking to like is it lemuel yes where it's about it's not fitting for a king to yes. da, 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 da. Yes. like there are certain things that as kings and the way that we should behave yeah that aren't fitting for us to do yeah for real man. and that it is it does have a cost because a lot of times it's things that you kind of deep down you want to do mm -hmm. you know but actually for the king and the kingdom mm. that's not what we should be doing no for real man for real <laughs> for me it puts a whole different like shift on um because i've been reading like kings and chronicles recently okay and seeing how for example i think it was solomon's son um, he went to some of his advisors, right? And said, oh, what should I do with these people? And they gave him this advice. So one group of people said, oh, treat them really well and forever they'll serve you and blah, 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 blah. And that was like his dad's advisors. Then his boys were like, nah, 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 nah. Like, rack it up, rack it up, <laughs> rack it up. Like, treat them really harshly and they'll yeah, fear you. Yeah, yeah. And it was just like, think how many times like we're in situations and we go for counsel like which counsel as kings should mm. we be listening to mm, mm. do you see what i mean like and this was what was mad for me right is that solomon the wisest king ever mm. he had advisors wow yeah, think about real. that that's solomon no, that's real who could advise even solomon that is real understood that he needed counsel ah. so like us i've never thought about that it hit me like a ton of bricks. I was like, wait, what? What do you mean? He asked his advisors. Yeah. How are they going to advise the man who is way wiser than them? But Solomon's also the person that says about the wisdom of counsel. Mm, mm, mm. Right? So as Christian leaders, mm. actually, do we have people that can speak into our lives? Yeah, that's real. Because sometimes there was a guy who fell um, in like adultery and he said something like he didn't feel 
like he had people he who he could go to. Mm. But like when you see him on Instagram, he's hanging out with all the big boys. Mm. And you're thinking, but wait, then what is going on in your relationships wow. with them yeah, yeah, that yeah. mean that you couldn't actually really talk to them? Because you're all tagging each other on Insta. Yeah. Like, but it comes down to, do we have authentic relationships as leaders yeah, for yeah. people? And when we say leaders, now we're just saying anybody who is a Christian, absolutely, you are a leader, yeah, right? So as Christians, do we have people who we can actually speak to mm. to help us to hmm. get to the right place? Say so love. We just talk too much now. <laughs> wow. <clears throat> so yeah, that was the wrinkle I was thinking about when we were talking about, you know, paying the cost or mm. writing the check. Mm-hmm. Is that, you know, firstly, like, we need to understand and I really feel like pastors probably aren't given as much respect as they should be. Mm. And some, or, and not just pastors, but like people who are really like involved in ministry that way yeah. because the cost that they pay is beyond what we will ever imagine. Mm. Like the cost to their family sometimes, you know, mm. to their relationships, to all that kind of thing is huge. Yeah. And I just feel like even, even talking to your pastor or to your leader about you know how they're actually doing like what is actually going on with them yeah it will give you such an insight into their lives no for real you know and it will help us to be better followers yeah because it's really easy to act up and like you know see a decision your pastor's made you don't know why they've made it yeah you know they have a different view to you they yeah. see things they see everything so differently mm. and i think sometimes it helps to be a better a better follower to understand your leader a little bit more mm. you know and understand that look firstly i need to trust them some like we i know that some leaders are bad leaders and you can't trust everybody yeah yeah but like i guess for me my default position is if i'm in a place being led by someone my default position is i try and trust them yeah. i try and understand them yeah and i try and make their life easier because yeah. they have a hard life already as it is yeah you know yeah, they don't need yeah. another headache to make it easier to make it harder but yeah figure out what checks you need to write for real man. whether it's in business or in like leadership but yeah and if you haven't been writing checks <laughs> you better get your checkbook out <laughs> dust it off start writing some checks because it's costly yeah thank you for listening to another episode of the reason to behold podcast we will catch you on the next episode peace cheers